Welcome to Warren Radio with your hosts, the Watchman Dana Smith and Tower. Thanks for listening. Greetings in the name of the Lord and welcome to Warren Radio. This is Tower. I'm here with the Watchman and we are glad you joined us. Please send all your prayer requests and correspondence to us through our contact page at warn-usa.com. You can listen to our Warn Radio episodes on warn-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. Warn Radio is on the following platforms. Amazon Prime Music in Podcast, Spreaker, Blueberry, iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play Music, Blog Talk Radio, Podcast Addict, CastBox, Google Podcast, Deezer, Spotify, Anchor, and PocketCast. Do not miss the featured posts this week of our in-depth biblical articles and radio shows on danaglennsmith.com War Within, Battle of Good and Evil Enemies of the Messiah American Foundation on warn-usa.com Dead to Sin, Book of Romans, Part 11 on Sound the Shofar Fear the Lord, Isaiah's Prophetic Book, Part 84, on Battle Lines. Policies, Persecution, and Faith of Persecuted Believers of Jesus Christ, on Warren Radio. And do not miss these Warren Radio episodes from September 20th through the 22nd, Wednesday's Advocacy Show, Way of the Cross, Pakistan, Genocide, Russia's War, Nigeria, Christian Martyrs, Gospel Advocacy at Warren Radio. Thursday's Battle Lines, Isaiah's Series, Serpent Root, Prophetic Book 189, Part 189 on Battle Lines. Friday's Sound the Shofar, Kingdom War and the Coming King. Two Sisters Whoredoms, Part 4. Be sure to get your copy of The Rising. The Rising is a Christian fiction thriller by the watchman Dana G. Smith. And The Rising details a takeover of America. There's danger and intrigue. The nation is at risk. Dark forces are plotting to bring the country into the globalist new order. And hidden within the storylines of the rising is the truth of what's happening in America today. And you can get your copy by going to Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Books A Million, Ingram, Angus & Robertson, and the rising ebook can be found on Google Play. You can also get your copy of the rising by going to danaglinsmith.com. And while on the site, be sure to sign up for the WIBR Warren Radio Newsletter and visit our Christian Books and Resource Shop. And now I welcome in the Watchman. You're listening to Warren Radio on the WIBR Warren Radio Network. Don't forget to visit our websites at warren-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. And also follow us on Twitter, find us on Instagram, and join us on LinkedIn. Greetings, Dana. How are you doing tonight? Well, you know, in spite of the election, I'm doing good. Yeah. Greetings, Dana. How are you doing tonight? Well, I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm doing great. 
We are here on another Thursday night. For Battle Lines. Yep. This is part 190. Crazy. We have... We're going to be in chapter 60. Next week. Pretty close. Hopefully. Maybe the next week. And uh, from there we got six chapters left. So we're about done. After years of doing Isaiah, going through it uh, intensively, having cross-references and things, we're getting done. And I was noticing, I like to keep track of that, we're on page 1436 of 1486 in in our... In your study book. In my study book, the one that I put together before. And it was just basically the Word of God. And then I've added outlines and various things. And we have a total of 332,915 words. Crazy. And it's taken several years to do this study. So... You know, it's a major accomplishment for us. We're glad to be able to do it. We've enjoyed it. And when we're done, we're going to miss Isaiah. But uh, I've targeted another one that I'm looking at doing. And uh, I'll see how that works out. So at any rate, here we are. Okay. Friday is coming up. We got a show in the morning. Sound the shofar. What's on that tomorrow? That's in your neck of the woods. Is it? I'm on the current show. Okay. I'm not sure what it is. And so, then we got the weekend. Okay. Are you ready to go? Yeah. No Justice, No Peace, Isaiah's Prophetic Book, Part 190 on Battle Lines. We are walking in the light of God's Word and following the prophecies and the experience of Isaiah as he warned not only Judah, but the nations as well. His words of prophetic utterance stand as a hallmark for scripture given to mankind to read. Study, listen to, and repent as well. Tonight, the children of Israel did not know the way of peace. Hear the way of peace to God to experience his peace and blessing, and not his correction, which is heavy to bear. The children of Israel did not know the way of peace, likened to the people in America today, referring to their lawless deeds done with pride openly on a daily basis. They did not have the judgment to know the truth. Today, many can learn from these lessons found within. There is the light we can see on the horizon at the rising of the sun. Then there is the brilliance of the light of the Son of God returning in glory and power to bring in his kingdom. He is the Almighty, the Word of God, and the greater Son of David. And now back to you. I'll see you on the other side. Okay. Well, when you go through, especially this section, you know, you really understand that they were far from God. Now, all the time, they were serving other gods. And uh, verse 7 Their feet run to evil. They make haste to shed innocent blood. Their thoughts are thoughts of iniquity. Wasting and destruction are in their paths. Now that's verse 7. You can break that down into four separate sentences. Their feet run to evil. They make haste to shed innocent blood. In other words, they don't care who they kill. Their thoughts are thoughts of iniquity. 
<clears throat> how can I not only, you know, we're, we're not just talking about breaking the law for the law's sake. These people are fundamentally wicked in practice. <coughs> now, it doesn't mean everybody in their country was that way. Although the way Isaiah describes it, it looks like it. Because we know, like even when the Lord was talking to Elijah, when Elijah ran after the prophets of Baal, and uh, they were going to kill him, Jezebel was, and when he finally got up to the cave, the Lord asked him, what are you doing here? <laughs> you know, well, I don't... <laughs> I'm the only one left. And the Lord said, I've got 7,000 that haven't bowed the knee to Baal. And what that shows us is a couple of things. Number one, these are people that please God. And while at the same time, many of them probably weren't even going near the temple because of the wickedness that they saw. Now it doesn't mean that they were all like that, that hadn't bowed the knee. But it's something when you go into the temple and you have to work hard so that you don't sin against God because everybody's bowing the knee to Baal. And fundamentally when you go through a lot of this in the Old Testament, it was God dealing with mankind who fundamentally needed help. And, you know, I, I can't help but chuckle when I look at today. <clears throat> you read Isaiah and it's like I'm describing, you know, San Diego or New York City or some other place like Portland. I mean, their feet are running to evil. There's a lot of innocent bloodshed. And they have these thoughts. They're always thoughts of iniquity and rebelling. And when you look at wasting and destruction, dear Lord in heaven, you know, you get into Seattle and Portland and New York <laughs> and then you know, Chicago and Seattle, San Francisco. I mean, what is it? I mean, if you're going to describe those cities today, you would say that San Francisco is wasted and it's full of destruction. That's true. So when we talk about this, this is the children of Israel here. You know, and this is just Jerusalem. We're talking about the entire United States where it looks like we've been wrecked by a ball and chain. We got our borders open. We got a mess. We got people coming in here, and they break our laws to get in here, and then Joe Biden and his minions put them up in expensive motels and pays everything. They give them a wage, give them insurance, and this is going to bring wasting and destruction on America because America is a lawless place right now. So when I, when I read about Isaiah writing, their feet run to evil, they make haste to shed innocent blood, their thoughts are the thoughts of iniquity, wasting and destruction in their path, I say, well, that's going on here. And it is. But what do we do about it? Nothing. Joe Biden is inept, period. Nothing against him personally. His policies are one of the worst I've ever seen, and I've heard many people say that. But you see, we're talking about Isaiah. And some of the very things that Isaiah is bringing out here are the very things that are destroying our country too. We're running to do evil. Our feet are, man. I can't wait to go rob somebody. You know, I seen a, a thing, a video, where there was all these, and they're mostly black people, and they're robbing these stores. 
But this particular town was working on stopping it. So they had like, I don't know, I saw five or six cops. And, and there was these kids running everywhere. And they were trying to stop them. I mean, they were just like trying to catch the rabbits that had been let loose. <laughs> and, you know, you'd get them down and they couldn't hold them down and they wouldn't cooperate. And it was, it was a mess. It was almost comical. You know, the Keystone cops could have been a, a, done a better job. And they were funny. But see, this is a, a country where we always were honest. We tried to be honest. We tried to invite people in that were honest. You know, we, we were a refuge. Sola Janixson, you remember him? I mean, we've had the people that came here specifically because it was America. Who on God's earth would come to America when we're doing just like Isaiah's talking about? And you can't go out your door to go to a store if you find one that hasn't been robbed. That's happening in America today. So then... You know, we take a good look at Isaiah 57, 7, and then we go to see, well, what does Paul say? <laughs> and again, you know, it just amazes me. So this is Paul. You think we're all perfect? You think that mankind is not wicked? You think that mankind is going to ascend to Godhood? Dear Lord in heaven, help us. There is no way on this earth, that man is ever going to achieve godhood without the blood of Jesus Christ and repenting and pleasing our God and our Father. There is no way. You can kiss your butt up to, you know, the technology we have. You can embrace it. You can kneel down to it. And you can do whatever you want to, kids. But everything you got when you begin to do that is idolatry and it's going to bite you in the butt and in the end you're going to lose your soul. So Paul says in Romans 3, There is none that understandeth, there is none that seeks after God. They are all gone out of the way, they are together become unprofitable. There is none that doeth good, no not one. Their throat is an open sepulchre. With their tongues they have used deceit. Boy, that sounds like today. The poison of asps is under their tongues. Now this is what Paul says. But we know what Isaiah is going to be saying. Excuse me. And we're going to go through the rest of it. Okay, so the poison of asps is under their lips. Whose mouth is full of cursing and bitterness. Their feet are swift to shed blood. <laughs> so, Isaiah 59, 7. Their feet run to evil. They make haste to shed innocent blood. Their thoughts are thoughts of iniquity. Wasting and destruction are in their paths. You think maybe Paul in Romans took that from Isaiah? He very well could have. Destruction or misery are in their ways, and the way of peace have they not known. There is no fear of God before their eyes. Now see, Paul is laying the groundwork, though, in Romans for repentance and confession of sin, and that all people need to repent and come to the Lord and find salvation. Because you not only find salvation, you have his spirit, you have his word, and God allows you the power to walk in a decent way before him. But you look at what we're doing today, and we're raising generations of kids on lawlessness. And I'm here to tell you, if you pursue this, if you don't get your head out of the garbage can of iniquity, you're going to find yourself in a dump you know, many, many miles in a galaxy far, far away, there are people that were placed there because they disobeyed God. I mean, you can take it right out of Star Wars if you want to and write a whole book on this stuff. Because I can tell you, when we were <clears throat> back in the 60s, 
And I was in the 50s, and so was Tower. Now, we didn't have people running to rob the stores. I mean, in the town I lived in, if, if you had three or four kids with guns that was going to rob a store, the cops would shoot them dead or in the door now. They wouldn't have put up with it. The worst thing that happened was the fact some of the dances they did, they had drugs, but this generation has drugs. But a lot of them went on to college, a lot of them got good jobs, and a lot of them, even though they protested the government, they wound up in politics. Now, Matthew 23, 31 through 38. Wherefore you be witnesses unto yourselves. You are the children of them which killed the prophets. Now, of course, this is the Lord talking to the Jews and the Pharisees. You know, he's talking to all them because they think they're all right. He says, you are the witnesses. You know very well because you were there. You're the children of those who killed the prophets. The ones that God sent to warn you to turn from your wicked ways. Well, it was your parents who killed them and you were a child and you were a witness to that. And you can witness it yourself that you are born from parents who rebelled and killed the very prophets of God that God had sent to warn you so you wouldn't face judgment. So if you think Jesus was just a namby-pamby, you don't know what you're talking about. He was challenging the best of the Sanhedrin and the best of the Pharisees and Sadducees. And he goes in the next verse, Fill ye up then the measure of your fathers. You serpents, you generation of vipers, how can you escape the damnation of hell? Now see, if we as preachers in America preach damnation of hell and fire and brimstone, our churches wouldn't even be full. We wouldn't have anybody. They wouldn't be there. So he calls them, he says, You serpents, you generation of vipers, how can you escape the damnation of hell? Wherefore, behold, I send unto you prophets, wise men and scribes, and some of them you shall kill and crucify, and some of them shall you scourge in your synagogues and persecute them from city to city, which is exactly what they did with Paul the apostle and his group. That upon you may come all the righteous bloodshed upon the earth, from the blood of righteous Abel unto the blood of Zacharias, son of Barachias, whom you slew between the temple and the altar. Verily I say unto you, all these things shall come upon this, on this generation. And it did. Because when General Titus went through, there was about a million Jews. Actually, the estimates that Josephus and, and even modern scholars have looked at, that it was around a million, million plus maybe, of, of Jews that got killed. O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, that thou... Thou that killest the prophets, and stonest them which are sin unto thee. How oft would I have gathered thy children together, even as a hen gathereth her chickens under her wings, and you would not. Behold, your, left, your house is left unto you desolate, and it was. Because they lost the temple, there was no temple. And to this day, there's still not a temple. They've got synagogues, they don't have a temple. And one of the things we're looking for for the tribulation that's going to be there is a third temple. So, <laughs> you know, you may not like Isaiah. You may not even like the, the prophets. But I'm here to tell you that these prophets can tell something to this modern generation. It can tell you the fruits of your rebellion is not going to go very well because we tried that. And we lost the very place that we had in the world. We lost Jerusalem. We lost our own country, and they did. They still don't have their own country. And why did they lose it? Because of sin, stubbornness, and pride, and they wouldn't listen. Now, Jerusalem, you know, and you have the Jews over there now, but it's just a portion of what they used to have. And they don't have the glory of the temple like they did before. 
And right now they're having trouble even ruling themselves over there. So I can tell you that you'd better wake up if you're in America or wherever you're at. But I can tell you that the sons of men, all the ones who are running these governments, they are going to further do damage than you've ever seen. Now Proverbs 6, 16 through 19, six things does the Lord hate, yea, seven are an abomination. A proud look, a lying tongue, and hands that shed innocent blood. Now the ones you need to pay attention to, of course, proud look and lying tongue, but hands that shed innocent blood, because that brings a curse. A heart that devises wicked imaginations. Now that's what the Jews did really well, and that's what many of the people today do. Wicked imaginations. Feet that be swift and running to mischief. Well, we've got that. They get in more trouble out there in these big cities than you can, you can ever imagine. A false witness that speaketh lies, and he that soweth discord among the brethren. Now, personally, I think both of those are some of the most terrible things. Spreading discord among the brethren. How do you think we get so much argument and harsh feelings and division among the congregations in the churches? Because of that very thing. Pride enters in. People say things they shouldn't. They're certainly not walking in the love of God. Lamentations 4. The kings of the earth and all the inhabitants of the world would not have believed that the adversary and the enemy should have entered into the gates of Jerusalem. For the sins of her prophets and the iniquities of her priests that have shed the blood of the just in the midst of her. And so Lamentation, of course, is telling you that you know nobody would have ever guessed that this would happen to Jerusalem especially and to Israel in particular because many of them remembered uh, the high time during Solomon's reign. Many of them remembered King David who was a warrior king. So now if we go to Isaiah 59 and verse 8. Now, this again follows the same pattern. It's one sentence, but it's actually four separate thoughts. And you can make them into sentences, which I did. I just took them out. See, because they have the way of peace they know not, semicolon, there's, and there's no judgment in their goings. Well, that's two different statements. The way of peace they know not, period. There is no judgment in their goings, period. And then it goes on, they have made them crooked paths, period. That's what I put, period. Whosoever goeth therein shall not know peace, period. Four thoughts again. This is another verse filled with all these thoughts. The way of peace they know not. Well, <laughs> when we talk about the way of peace, the true way of peace, there's only one, and that's through our God and our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. And the new covenant is through Christ. You have to repent and come to him. He will give you the power. You will have of his spirit. You'll have his word. You will have the ability to overcome. But you can't be in the way of peace if you're sowing discord, if you're lying, if you're absolutely... You have no judgment, see, and, and this is really America today, and this is many nations. They have no judgment. They don't have any righteous judgment for sure, you know, and uh, to to have your entire nation subjected to like Klaus Schwab, who is a, first of all, he's German. Second of all, his daddy was, you know, high among the Nazis and World War One was started by Germany World War Two started by Germany along with their buddies and World War Three well that's Klaus Schwab trying to take over the nations and he recently wanted the UN to give the nod that all the nations on earth would give their obedience to Klaus Schwab at the World Economic Forum that begins to sound like the Antichrist. Well, to you, it would be the beast of Revelation.
So there's no judgment in their goings. And, I mean, if you look at these people, you know, common sense, but we don't have common sense. And you can take the California cities, and you can take New York. It happens there. And, and so these kids are robbing them blind, taking everything they can take. People stand around and watch them. If I've seen one video, I've seen two dozen. And that's what they do. Nobody bothers them. They just let them take what they want, and away they go. A brave few will try it. But you see, that is not good judgment. That is not going... So what do you do, smart one? When you and your buddies have succeeded in running out all the businesses around, where are you going to go? Are you going to go further miles until you're outside of your city to rob a store? Well, I'll tell you, there are people that will shoot you. And there's been a good number that died when they tried. So you make yourself crooked paths, and a crooked path is one that is not straight. It does not lead to God. It does not lead to the way of Christ. It does not get you redemption. It does not get you past go. It gets you a one-way ticket to a place that has a lot of fire. So take your hot dogs when you go, because you're going to need something down there. And you're not going to get forgiven. Unless you repent fully and come to the Lord Jesus Christ. Repent of your sins and mean it. Because he knows your heart. Then he can forgive you. He can change your life. And you can be a new person in Christ. So you won't have to worry about the judgment at the end of time. And whoever goes therein shall not know peace. That is... If you follow what they're doing. And of course kids like to be a follower. And so they will jump right in. You know if you got somebody important in the group. And they're leading a gang. And they have successfully robbed a hundred stores. Well that's where you want to go. You're going to go follow him. But on this hundred and one store. You go try to rob it. And there's some guy in there. And he kills the leader. And he kills you too. You're laying dead on the floor gasping for breath and all of a sudden your spirit leaves and suddenly you're in a place you don't know and you're scared to death. Oh brave one, you had a gun. Oh brave one, you joined the toughest gang. Oh brave one, but guess what? You're gone. You're dead. And you know, nobody cares except for your parents or your loved ones. They didn't think you would ever change. And you told them all off. God help you. But he can't help you now. You should have repented long ago. America should repent. But it should have repented long ago. Back in the 70's. And we should have stood up. And stopped a lot of this. Lying. And conniving stuff. That took over our country. So it's going to be a hundred times harder to set this country straight. In other words, you're going to face judgment. And you're going to face harsh judgment. And people are going to die. And people are going to die who came up here for a refuge. Once you get off the train tracks, kid, there goes the whole caboose and everything. Now here is Isaiah fifty seven eighteen through twenty one. We we've covered this before. I have seen his ways and will heal him. I will lead him also and restore comforts unto him and to his mourners. I create the fruit of the lips, peace, peace to him that is far off, and to him that is near, saith the Lord, and I will heal them. But the wicked are like the troubled sea when it cannot rest, whose waters cast up mire and dirt. 
There is no peace, saith my God, to the wicked. That's why there's no peace in America, because we're full of wicked. Now there are Christians, and there are churches, and there are people that know the truth. And a lot of this stuff bothers them too. But you see, the wicked are happiest when they're doing wickedly. But when you wind up in Sheol and eventually wind up in hell fire because death and hell are both going to be thrown in the lake of fire which burneth with brimstone internal eternal torment where the soul is burned and tormented forever and it never stops because the soul is eternal. So you need to wake up today. You need to wake up right now. Proverbs 28.18 Whoso walketh uprightly shall be saved, but he that is perverse in his ways shall fall at once. Now are you listening? I hope you are. Amos 6, 1 through 7. Woe to them there at ease in Zion. This was given to those and various ones into the northern tribes, into this one, uh, Samaria. But also, you can apply this to Judah. You can apply it to, <laughs> to a lot of people. You know, how many are at ease in America? See, now they here it says that trust in the mountain of Samaria, which are named chief to the nations to whom the house of Israel came. You know, big mucky mucks. But guess what? America, you know, we had the gold standard. We helped rebuild Europe after Hitler got done with it. A lot of good things about America. And many people today would love to be able to be at ease in Zion. For us, that's America. And we, we trusted in our power. We had a good army and navy, but thanks to Joe and his minions, we don't have nothing left. Joe wasted most of our military. He's given away most of the military aid. He has no one that wants to join the armed forces that we know of. You know, I mean, you don't have to worry about China invading. They're laughing their butts off so much after they take one look at us. What are you going to fight with? Smart ass, excuse the expression, because it burns my butt that we are so dumb in this country. We've had some of the smartest people alive here in this country, right here. One of the famous was Mark Twain and his wisdom. <clears throat> I can tell you this much, his wisdom wouldn't be very complimentary of this place today. <clears throat> now see, Amos, woe to them are at ease in Zion and trust in the mountain of Samaria, which are named chief of the nations to whom the house of Israel came. Now that's, well, the house of Israel came to him. So that's supposed to be a big deal. Pass ye unto Kalna, which is a place in the Assyrian Empire, and see and go thence, go to Hamath. That's a place in Syria. Go down to Gath, the Philistine city, of the Philistines, be they better than these kingdoms, or their border greater than your border? 
You that put far away the evil day and cause the seed of violence to come near, that lie upon beds of ivory and stretch themselves upon their couches, and eat the lambs out of the flock and the calves out of the midst of the stall, that chant to the sound of the viol and invent to themselves instruments of music like David, that drink wine in bowls and anoint themselves with the chief ointments, but they are not grieved for the affliction of Joseph. Therefore now shall they go captive with the first that go captive, and the banquet of them that stretch themselves shall be removed. Now see what they do. They're living in luxury. They pay no attention about the day of evil that eventually, that's judgment. And they're not grieved for the affliction of Joseph. And of course here. You know. You look at Judah. You look at the northern tribes. They all got eventually carried away captive. Do you see what's happening here? America didn't make itself. You know, I love it when we talk about creation. And they say, well, man came from this little blob. A little blob. Well, he should have stayed a blob instead of so wicked, right? So at any rate, that's, the, that's what our science, some of the science say. But see, I simplify it. In the beginning, God. He created everything, including man. Man. And then he decided man needed a partner. Why? So man wouldn't get in trouble by himself. So he gave him a woman. Well, they got in trouble together, and they sinned, and the whole human race fell, along with nature. Welcome to the new world order. You were in heaven. Now you sinned. You've been cast out. You're naked. You're freezing. God makes you a coat out of animal skin and away you go. You never needed fire. You never needed food because you got it in the garden. You saw God daily in evening walks. Now you don't have God there. You don't know what a fire is. Congratulations. Welcome to Earth 101. Man arrives. Now, we're, we're advanced now. See, we know more than they do. But we're still as screwed up as they were. But only they didn't have the chance to sin as much as we do. We have all kinds of opportunity. So it reminds me of Psalm 58, 1 through 2. Do you indeed speak righteousness, O congregation? Do you judge uprightly, O you sons of men? Yea, in heart you work wickedness. You weigh the violence of your hands in the earth. These people are not nice. In other words, we're pointing out in Scripture it is plain. And if you look plainly, without bias, and you look at America, and you can look at other nations, we are headed for a great catastrophe. And it's called the end of days, the apocalypse. And it's where God gives people over to their own lusts. It's like Isaiah said, I will choose your delusions, speaking of God, I will choose your delusions and bring your own fears upon you because when I called, you did not answer. God rose up early by sending the prophets to warn those, both in the northern tribes and also Judah. 
But we know what Judah did. As the Lord said, O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, thou that stonest the prophets. Well, we don't like your message. Here's the rock. How many times they try to stone Jesus? I mean, in the record. You read it. Just read it in John. These were the people in charge <laughs> of the temple there. You know, what kind of religion is that? This is called rock. This is what we do for people. We give you a bit of the rock. Well, see, as Christians, we, we, have, we have songs, you know, standing on the rock. There's the rock of ages. Well, their rock is a different kind of a rock. It's one that they like to stone people with that they don't agree with, and they wanted to stone Jesus. And then they figured out, well, we'll just plot and try to kill him. They even said that to the Roman official that was officiating during Jesus' trial. So, 59 verse 9. Therefore is judgment. That's vengeance, vindication. Because judgment can go either way. But it can be a vindication of how wicked you are, and it can be a vindication of how righteous you are. Therefore is judgment far from us. Neither does justice overtake us. We wait for light... In other words, waiting for the returning prosperity that they had. But behold, obscurity. Calamities will continue. There's no relief. Why? Because they haven't repented. And they might try to do a little something and see if it's good enough, but God doesn't answer. Why? Because their heart, our heart isn't in it. But we will walk in darkness. Or, in other words, no relief. In other words, here they are. And... They're subjected, like Albert Barnes says, we are subjected to calamities and to oppressions by our enemies. In our distresses we cry unto God, but on account of our sins he does not hear us, nor does he come to vindicate our cause. Yeah, get yourself out of trouble. You don't listen to me. You won't mind. You won't come to me. You won't do as I say. You're rebellious. You're stubborn. You're proud. You think everything's fine. You won't listen. Now, one thing that we want to talk about in the part of this, it says, Therefore is judgment far from us, neither does justice overtake us. Well, their kind of justice, what they want. But the word justice here is not to be regarded as used in the sense that they had a claim on God, that they were now suffering unjustly. See, there, this isn't about suffering unjustly. You know, we see Christians that are suffering because they're Christians. And people want to kill them. That's in accordance with Scripture, by the way. The Lord warns. Matter of fact, the way to overcome in Revelation, they overcame by the blood of the Lamb, the word of their testimony, and they loved not their lives unto the death. You get it? That's called martyrdom. So the justice here is not that they had a claim on God and they were doing everything right. You know, that they're all poor me, we're suffering unjustly here. Well, I can guarantee you when this thing falls on America the way it's going to do, unless, of course, we can repent, turn around from what we do. But see, there came a time in Judah where God told Jeremiah, don't even pray for this people. Jeremiah wouldn't even pray for him. He was told not to pray for him because that was it. God had had enough. They wouldn't listen. And God reaches that point, and he's with that point with America right now. 
but he's going to be there with all the nations. But there's going to be a harvest of Christians. There's going to be a harvest of those that know God. There is going to be the truth. There is going to be purity. There is going to be righteousness. But the wicked will not know that. They will not experience that. They will not come near that only through repenting and coming to the Lord Jesus Christ. So if you want to continue sinning, help yourself. You know, your boat's about full now. But you keep sinning and pile it full and it's going to sink. And when it does, it'll take you with it. But you see, this justice denotes the attribute, uh, attribute of justice in God. See, God didn't come forth to vindicate them because of their righteousness, because they didn't have any. They were in rebelling with, rebellion with God. They continued to be in rebelling, and they denied it. And so God, you know, I mean, their enemies continue. It's just like Christians. You know, we are told in 1 John 1 to walk in the light as he is in the light. Then we have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, will cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So if you tell me you're a Christian, but you're walking in darkness, you're doing the wrong thing. You better go back to kindergarten 101 in the faith, kid, and find out what the truth is. Because you ain't going to get nowhere saying you're a Christian and walking in darkness. It is time for America to wake up. It is time for the churches to wake up. And it is time for all these kids that have been allowed to rob, steal, pillage, form gangs and everything else. And the Democrats let them get away with it. They're sowing iniquity. The seed is iniquity. The seeds the Democrats have sown is rebellion and pride. There is no justice there. There's no justice in this nation. Even some of the justices are corrupt. And that's the way it is. So if there's anything I'm telling you tonight, I'm telling you. And I got this on good, good authority from the Lord. You'd better repent. Because the justice of God cuts both ways. And so you need to wake up. So does this nation. Habakkuk 1, 12-13, Judgment and Correction. Art thou not from everlasting, O Lord my God, my Holy One? We shall not die. O Lord, thou hast ordained them for judgment. And, O mighty God, thou hast established them for correction. Thou art of purer eyes than to behold evil, and canst not look on iniquity. Wherefore lookest thou upon them that deal treacherously, and holdest thy tongue when the wicked devoureth the man that is more righteous than he. In, in other words, he's kill, they're killing the righteous, is what they're doing. And that usually is what you find. Amos 5, 18. Let me see where we're at here. Woe unto you that desire the day of the Lord. To what end is it for you? The day of the Lord is darkness and not light. As if a man did flee from a lion and a bear met him. Or went into the house and leaned his hand on the wall and a serpent bit him. No. <laughs> What is he telling you? The day of the Lord is like that. You do not even want to. You're not going to flee. And the day is dark. Because it's a day of evil. Because man has created it. I hate. Now this is where. 
the prophets are, are relay that God, he says, I hate, I despise your feast days. I will not smell in your solemn assembly, assemblies. Though you offer me burnt offerings and your meat offerings, I will not accept them. Neither will I regard the peace offering of your fat beasts. Take thou away from me the noise of thy songs, for I will not hear the melody. But let judgment run down as waters and righteousness as a mighty stream. See, they were wicked. And they continued to sing praising God, but they weren't right with God. And he tells them, let judgment run down. Wake up. Understand, you can have judgment and understand what's going on. Have you offered unto me sacrificing and offerings in the wilderness forty years, O house of Israel? But you have borne the tabernacle of your Moloch and Chion, your images, and the, and the star of your God, which you made to yourselves. I was thinking that was a rim fan, but at any rate. Therefore will I cause you to go into captivity beyond Damascus, saith the Lord, whose name is the Lord of hosts. So you can cry into God all you want, but if you're continuing in your sins, that ain't going to work. And when this thing starts to go down, there's not going to be any hiding. And you're not going to like it. So being wicked does not pay very well in God's economy. Father, thank you for your word. Bless this word to the hearts, minds, souls, and spirits of those who hear it whenever they do. And in Jesus' name, I bind you, Satan, in the powers of darkness from the preaching, teaching, streaming, and receiving of this word in Jesus' name. Okay, Tower. Okay, well, I hope that people are listening that need to listen and that they do repent because I'd sure like to see this nation turn around. Yeah. Yes. I think that would be an appropriate thing to be happy about, turning yes. around. Yes, for sure. So we've got, uh, we're going to have to say goodbye. Okay. Well, good night, everybody. Thank you for joining us whenever you do. We love having you here. We're thankful for all of you. We pray for you. And may God richly bless you for all you do for the Lord and for his coming kingdom. And please play, pray for your brethren around the world and pray for us as we pray for you. And we love you and always hope the best for you. Good night, everybody. Don't forget to go by our websites at warn-usa.com, danaglennsmith.com. Listen to the shows, read the articles, and pass along the information on our websites. Take care of yourself. Take heed to today's broadcast and to the others. Be safe. I pray to the Lord that you are in a right relationship with him, our Father and our God, through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. And I pray this nation is delivered from the judgment to come. But as the way it stands now, it won't stand on the day of judgment. Till next time. Shalom, everybody. Good night. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Warren Radio.
Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.